Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight through that wonderful name of Jesus. And we thank you for this wonderful privilege of gathering together once again in that name. And we pray, Lord, that you'll meet every need in this body, meeting both of body, soul, and spirit. We pray tonight you'll save precious souls, restore backsliders, heal sick bodies, and baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. And give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've some good news for you, brothers and sisters, that God has no favorites. He loves everybody. Now, everyone is welcomed here in the name of Jesus. But I must repeat what we've been repeating for over 20 years. You are now in a glory meeting, and it will affect you. It'll do something to you, and you'll be all the better for it. You may not quite see eye to eye things that take place, but I tell you, if you yield to the Holy Spirit, it'll revolutionize your life. There's only one way in this way, and that is to be washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. There's no other way. There's no shortcut. It's the old-fashioned way. Repent, and the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We've got a great, big, wonderful God tonight, and He loves you, brother. He loves you, sister. A good God, and He wants to do you good tonight. And you will feel better for coming here. I've seen people come to a glory meeting perhaps once, and twice and not agreed with it but then they've come back again see I'm glad I came back it's done something to me you know a lot of meetings we go to and nothing happens but something will happen in this meeting to you that's what we need to be changed from glory to glory hallelujah oh I do thank God for this new and living way all those who are thrilled about this new and living way put your hands up and say praise the Lord praise the Lord say it again something to praise God for. I want to tell you that prayer asks, but praise takes. It's time to start praising God. Started to count our blessings. If we count our blessings, it does something to us. Oh, glory be to God. You say, is it all emotions? There's, there's more than emotions in here. There's not only one someone who can clap their hands in here tonight, but she can dance for the glory of God. She was wonderfully healed in a glory meeting 12 or 15 years ago. How did she heal, Henry? Simply by praising God. She's stricken down with polio. And we had to fetch her to the meetings. But she, all at once, we were praising God. The power of God came down upon her and wonderfully healed her. A quick testimony, mate. Come and tell them what God did for you. Here she is. She couldn't walk. Praise the Lord. I look at it, God did this. She threw a stick away and come on the pulpit platform. She God healed me instantly. Oh, hallelujah. I can't hear enough praise the Lord. Where's your praises gone to? You never get anywhere without praising God. Hallelujah. Yes, it's 13 years ago. It's marvelous how God wonderfully took the chains from my whole body. First of all, he released my soul. I thank him for that. Well, you've all been released. I pray that you've all been released from your, your souls are released. But let God have his way and anything can happen to you. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Let God have everything. Doesn't matter what you get. Give it to God and he'll give you ten times what you give to him. 
I proved it over and over again. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to move my hands. You can look any parts of my body to see where they cut me about to see what they could do. And I proved him over and over again. And now my, praise God, my financial needs have been met, so we don't know what will happen. So thank God for, just go on, but let yourself go. Don't hold back, don't hold back. Don't go back into your, don't be afraid to go back. You might get even turned out of churches. Don't worry, start one of your own, praising God. And that's the way to let yourself go. You're bound, you're bound. Get rid of your chain, throw them away. for you. It all belongs to him. May God bless each one of you. Amen. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe. I want to tell you this is a healing meeting tonight. You turn your faith loose. Our sister, I remember, in a dead Pentecostal meeting there in Pallet Wood, she was the only one praising the Lord. She was just down there. And after the meeting, I says, she kept praising the Lord. I says, that's it, Duke, you and I've helped me. You keep praising God. And it was the very next meeting, God wonderfully healed her. She come on the platform, she said, I'm healed. We didn't realize a miracle was taking place. Brother Friday and I went to fetch this particular lady at her house to bring her to the meeting. I didn't know where we were going. It was this lady's house to bring her to the meeting, which she always had to do. But she said she's gone. She'd walked about a mile. <laughs> These things do happen today, brothers and sisters. We're in something that works. This gospel works. Signs shall follow them that believe. He's saving souls today. He's baptizing with the Holy Ghost and fire. He's healing today. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. Brothers and sisters, I wouldn't be in this if it didn't work. Oh, let us let our air down tonight and rejoice in God. Shall we all rise and sing oh, one of Wesley's revival hymns? Number nine, brothers and sisters. Bless the Lord. We'll all stand and sing. We're singing this so everybody can join in.
that we're amongst those tonight who know and feel the presence of God. Thank God that we've been privileged to be chosen. And you know, as we were singing there, I felt that we were so precious to him. I just felt the preciousness of every believer to the heart of God. You know, King Sol Solomon says, Behold my beloved. And you know that behold just doesn't mean a quick glance. It means a long, deep look. Behold my beloved. And you know, when you get hold of this look and you feel the presence of God so real and so near, you know, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. There aren't many places, you know, beloved, where the presence of God is today. There aren't many places where you feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But I thank God that we're privileged today to be amongst those who are anointed of God and are precious in his sight. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Behold my beloved. You know, and this is what our bridegroom is doing in these last days. This is the only thing he's interested in is how is this bride being prepared and how is she fed and how is she coming forward to meet him hallelujah I thank God that he sent down the mighty Holy Ghost to prepare every one of us and he prepares every one of us in our own soul for this is a lonely walk this is an individual walk with God this is an individual experience with Jesus hallelujah he's so real to me and I can feel tonight that he's so real to you you know the Holy Ghost used to break down every barrier he seems to break down every fetter and it seems that we come in a place uh, where there's been nothing at all uh, but this oneness uh, in Christ Jesus uh, he came to bring oneness uh, you know a little while ago uh, we, we were talking over and, and things were difficult uh, and you know Chris was talking to me and I said to him look brother I says you know uh, if I didn't believe uh, that scripture where it says he came Came to make us one you know I would throw this old book away I would throw it all away if I didn't believe that scripture but I believe that the glory that the glory will make and is making us one in Christ Jesus there isn't another there isn't another there isn't another law there isn't another denomination there isn't another way that can make us one but the power of God in Christ Jesus can make us one hallelujah I thank God uh, that it starts with the atonement uh, I thank God it starts with the atonement it starts with redemption and I thank God that's where you and I started uh, on redemption ground uh, with an experience of being born again of the Spirit of God uh, hallelujah you know and, and I had another thought that came to me uh, you know the tabernacle uh, was built uh, in the wilderness it was built upon silver that every is Israelite had to contribute to. Everyone had to bring a bit of silver to build that temple and to build that tabernacle. And if they didn't bring that silver, then death was the penalty. It was the atonement 
money, uh, this silver, this redemption, this at oneness. Uh, and you know, I see in this uh, that every Holy Ghost believer has a part to play uh, in these last days. Uh, in this at onement, this at onement uh, is redemption, the redemption that cleans up, that makes us whole, uh, that sweeps away, uh, that, that uh, cleans us up uh, in body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I thank God uh, that everybody has got a part to play uh, to bring uh, to bring things to build uh, this heavenly temple. This at oneness, uh, you have got a bit of at oneness. Uh, I have got a bit of at oneness uh, to contribute uh, to the temple of God, uh, and so the glory uh, shall make Him one, uh, and the glory shall make us one, beloved. Uh, glory be to God. Uh, I thank God uh, for the real experience. Uh, I've been born again of the Spirit. Uh, whatever else you've got, brother and sister, make sure of your eternal salvation by the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, I thank God uh, that it makes us to taste uh, of the royal wine of heaven. He went there that we might enjoy all the riches of glory. Hallelujah. It gives my soul to taste. It's my soul that must rejoice in Christ my Savior. You know, there's a little scripture here which bless my soul. You know, if you're going through a, 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 a trying experience and you're going and you're up against it, I've never found anything that comforts my soul like the true word of God to me. You know, it's wonderful. It seems to release me where no other word can release me. Listen, and this is what released me. In the day when I cried, thou answeredest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. And that's where I needed strength, beloved. In the day when I cried, when you cry from the heart, he will strengthen you with strength in your soul. And how many of us is there that just wants that strength, that strength in our souls tonight? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God for the reality that he puts within us. No other man or woman, no flesh, nothing, no other power on earth can strengthen us like the Holy Ghost can strengthen us in our soul. And listen, he says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you can rejoice tonight, beloved, if you're in trouble, or if your soul is in trouble, or if you feel bound in any way. Uh, he says, I'll revive you at the very place, uh, at the very place. Uh, you don't need to get sort of, sort of worked up, uh, but you know, in the very time of trouble, he has promised to revive us. Isn't it wonderful? Just one promise from the Word of God, and I know it works. I feel revived tonight. Hallelujah. In the midst of trouble, I will revive thee, and the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me, and the Lord will perfect that which concerneth you. You know, we can put ourselves entirely in his hands. We can be at rest in his love. We can rest 
in his love. And I pray that God, the Holy Ghost, shall shed forth more than ever the tenderness of this love. You know, no presence can make you feel except the presence of God what heaven's love is. And I thank God that he does this miracle of shedding his love abroad in our hearts from time to time. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know, if we don't go down, we don't go up. However you tried, in the day of trouble, in the day of trouble, I will revive thee. And you know, when he revives you, I tell you it's real. I tell you it's sweet. I tell you it's, it's healing. When God revives you, it's healing to your soul. It's healing to your body. It's healing to the troubles. It makes you at peace, although you could be, have a terrific lot of circumstances around you, yet your soul is at peace because he's revived you and brought you again into a relationship with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
there's a young lady over there. You, my dog. You. You come and tell them, make them excited about Jesus. What is your name, Doc? Elizabeth. This is all Elizabeth. Give her a clap. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Isn't Jesus wonderful? I'm just so thrilled with Jesus. He changed my life completely. I must just tell you a testimony of the wonderful thing that the Lord did in my life. Only two years ago, I was married to an al alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. There was no hope for him, the doctor said. Scott's alcoholic. I, my, our marriage was completely finished. There was a divorce coming through. I thought, I've cried to God. It's no use. This, is, this was my thinking. I came down here from Scotland. I knew my husband was around somewhere. I was dead scared of him. I knew he was going to try and kill me. Praise God. I got to the house here because I live in Walton and I fell on my knees and I cried out. I said, if there's a God, if you can hear me, then help me, dear Lord. Because I had two little children and I was near suicide point. I wouldn't even walk down the street. I knew my husband was around somewhere. I was at that breaking point where I didn't care, but I had my two little lambs and I cried to God. From that moment, peace came to me. I was just led by the Holy Spirit down to Somerset to some little no-denomination people. I walked in there. I was still trembling, a trembling wretch. And I walked in there. And it was the love. It was the love that hit me. They opened their arms and they welcomed me. I looked around and I saw in their faces something. And I said, whatever it is they've got, I want. My life, I'd had riches, I'd had possession, we'd had everything. But we had nothing because we didn't have the Lord Jesus in our hearts. We didn't know Jesus as our saviour. Oh yes, I'd been to church. I'd been brought up in a Christian home. My twin sister and I, we even said we'd given our hearts to Jesus. But I didn't know Jesus. I hadn't met my saviour. I hadn't experienced the power of his precious blood. Anyway, the Lord took me down to Somerset. Now I was baptised in water. And I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, praise God. The promise that is promised to every believer. Be baptized in the name of Jesus and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's in God's word. His word and his... He never fails. And what happened? Praise the Lord. Back I came from Chard. I came back from Somerset. A different, different person because God was within. Hallelujah. I had a peace, a joy unspeakable. I came back here to Walton. I knew my husband was around. My people said, don't go out, don't go out. I said, what? I said, the joy of the Lord is my strength now. One night the Lord spoke to me so clearly. He said, get your coat on. I said, what, Lord? He said, get your coat on. You're going out. It was in December in the middle of the very dark here. He said, get your coat on. I said, all right, Lord. He led me out of my house on the seafront here. I knew he was leading me to where my husband was. Only a few weeks before, I'd been terrified of that man. He led me to the very door. I said, and I started to fear. I said, Lord, if this is me leading to my own understanding, just lead me past that door. I don't want to cause any unhappiness anymore. I tried to push my feet past that door. I pushed because my fear. 
and the Lord turned me around. I knocked at the door, my husband stood there, an absolute wretch. I said, Wally, I said, the Lord's told me to come. He couldn't say a word, he couldn't open his mouth. I saw the empty bottles, he was going through four or five bottles of whiskey a day. It wasn't, he was a wretch. He looked. I said, the Lord's told me to come. I said, I've only got a few words to say, Wally. I had a new testament in my hand. God's word, it never fails. It's a living word. The Lord Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen, hallelujah. I walked in, I said, Wally. He looked at me, he couldn't believe I'd come. I said, Wally, I said, I haven't got much to say. I said, I just want to have a few words of prayer. And I just told him of the goodness of the Lord and what he'd done for me. And I said, the power in the blood of Jesus can do for you what he has done for me. I said, he's picked a wretch like I was. And I said, I'm seated now in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And I just had a few words of prayer and I left the New Testament there. And I committed him to the Lord and I just came out. Three days later, he didn't know where he was going. He was on a bus. He had his haversack on his back. And he said, this voice kept ringing in his ears. Get off, get off, get off. He couldn't understand it. He said, get off. And he said, maybe this is what my wife's told me about. Maybe the Lord is speaking to me. He got off that bus. The Lord led him down to these same people in Somerset. He got off the train in Somerset. He hadn't got a penny. He hadn't got a penny. He got off the bus. He wandered out in the little country lanes in Somerset. A lorry came along. He didn't even have to lift his thumb to thumb a lift. The lorry stopped. He said, well, mate, he said, you look as though you could do with a bed for the night. My husband was at dropping point. But praise God, his wonderful hand was upon him. This lorry took him straight to the door of this little country house where the, these wonderful, these believers, the simple believers, they took him in. He said, it was the love that hit him, the love, the love that you feel here that flows so freely. It was the love. They took him in. They gave him shelter. He was prayed for in the name of Jesus. He was delivered instantly from the alcohol spirit. He was delivered and set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the wonderful thing is, all oh, glory to God. No glory to any man. No glory to anybody but the Lord. He came back here. And from that moment, this was two years ago, we've just been on fire for the Lord. There's this denomination, that denomination here, all trying to say, come on, you should be with us, you should be here. We say and we stand. Our headquarters are in heaven. Hallelujah. And also, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We're free. We're free. Jesus has made us free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I came last night and all... Walton, this is what it needs, spiritual revival. The whole world does. You come to Walton for a whole year now. We've been longing for real spiritual fellowship. Come here. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to be free in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus.
upon the Lord. The word of God says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And so we're sitting waiting for the The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. But listen, look at it in this light. The blessing, I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And listen, you folks, if you've never had it and you're waiting for it, start blessing the Lord. Amen. Amen. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord. Start blessing the Lord. Start blessing the Lord. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you feel richer now. You feel richer within yourself. You do feel better when you begin to bless the Lord. When you begin to wait upon the Lord, you might be saying, well, I haven't much in my tray. You know, have you ever been seen one of those films of these Eastern potentates? And he's sitting there uh, surrounded by all his confederates. And there he's sitting with his big turban. And then they're coming with their trays. And, and he, he puts them all away the ones. And he'll take a little fig from this tray or a little uh, something else from the, little nut from the next tray. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people are waiters coming in but I'll tell you something <laughs> my God's got a great big appetite <laughs> hallelujah 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 and if you think that your tray doesn't hold very much I'll tell you something he's quite happy to receive it listen folks the difference between Joseph and his brethren was the fact that Joseph had a coat of many colors Hallelujah. And you know, it was his brethren that didn't like his coat of many colors. And when the glory folks started to get their coats of many colors, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> I went into one church one day, went into one church one day, and a well, very wealthy church, and all the brethren sat there, and I had... I just came in from the States and had some nice colorful clothes on. <laughs> and uh, I looked around and saw, I said, my Lord, 45 different shades of gray. <laughs> and it was a gray day. 45 different, and I believe every one of these suits must have cost 40, 50 pounds. And there, but there were 45 different colors of gray, different five, 45 different shades of gray. Hallelujah. I said, my God's a colorful God. And he's given me Joseph's coat of many colors. You know, someone said to me, Walter, how do you dress so brightly? Well, I'll tell you something, a little story. I used to be one of those 45 different shades of gray type. And so I had got into the rut, and week after week, or year after year, I knew exactly what I was going to get and what I was going to buy because I had to preserve British conservatism. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And uh, one day, when I was in America, away from home, Margaret used to go down and she knew what I would get because the one tone or two tones, but you couldn't, you couldn't branch out very far. It either had to be this shade of grey, and for a, color, for a change next year, it would be the opposite side of grey. But uh, that was the only balance that you had. And one day when I was in the States, I had to go and get some clothes for myself. And I went into this big store, and the, sta the stores in the state are so, states are so beautiful, and the color display is absolutely marvelous. And I was passing down through the racks, and I was looking at this one and all the bright colors, and I said, oh, that's beautiful. And I went into the next rack, and I said, oh, that's beautiful, I like that. And this was men's clothes I was looking at. And next one, and oh, that's beautiful too. And the next one, oh, I like that. But then I came to my rack, and I said, but this is my one. And uh, you see, I was saying to myself, you see, I've got to preserve my image. And as I said, this is my image, the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, yes, he says, that's just what it is, your image, your 45 shades of grey. <laughs> and you know, the Word of God tells us that every idol, every image must go. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I went over and started getting that a little bit colorful. Not too bright, you know. Just a little bit colorful. And, you know, it makes a difference. You see, I'm myself now. This is me. Hallelujah. God wants you to be yourself. Someone said tonight, Someone said tonight, it was corn, and she was ministering, she said, oneness. And the work of the Spirit of God is to bring us all into oneness, but not sameness. Oneness isn't sameness. Now, lots of religious people are striving for oneness under the guise of sameness. And they like everybody to believe the same thing, do the same thing, think the same thing. And there you've got a little bit, or a lot of little robots, you know. Everybody praise the Lord. And you know them by the praise the Lord. They all praise the Lord in that same monotone. And if they say, Hallelujah. And it's, you know what I'm talking about. They're all the same. But it's not oneness. Oneness is in sameness. Now you look, you look at a, a tree out there. Any tree you like. And you'll see that tree in beautiful oneness. And there aren't two branches the same. Every branch, one might be this way, you know. But they're all different branches. But they're one. Now God in the Spirit wants every one of us to be unique. And at the same time in glorious oneness. Now if you read the Gospel of John chapter 17, you begin to see the message of Jesus. Now Jesus said... I pray not for the world. Now listen, this is where Christendom and Ishmael has got the cart before the horse. We're always saying we need to get all the believers together and have one big prayer meeting and pray for the sinner. Now Jesus never said pray for the sinner. Jesus' last prayer was to pray for the believers that they might be one. And we're all trying to pray for the sinner, 
but we're out at sorts with our brothers and sisters. Now, Jesus has the doctrine, and Jesus has the teaching, and Jesus is trying to bring us to that place where we become one in the Spirit. Now, not same, not us all dressed the same, looking the same, doing the same. When one, when, you know, you get them. I went into one church in America, and... Uh, the first man, it was really beautiful. He said, he grabbed me and he gave me a squeeze and he said, God loves you and I love you too. But after I had gone down 150 men and they'd all said the same thing, God loves you and I love you too. God loves you. I was looking around to see if there was a phonograph or a record playing, tape recorder going. You see, they were all little parrots. And you know, they were saying, God loves you and I love you too. But they were all, they, they, their hearts weren't in it. Now, when somebody says, God loves you, hearts in it, you know the difference. Now, <laughs> I'll give my Catholic blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. You better not wind up. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oneness is in sameness. And Jesus said, I pray that they might be one, that the world might what? Might believe that thou hast sent me. And if you want the world to believe tonight, don't get into the place where you're praying for the world and save them and be abstract get into this beautiful oneness with the believers of Jesus everywhere and that listen you know that that little sister Elizabeth oh she touched my heart tonight listen if anybody anybody any place said they don't believe in God after such a testimony tonight well that one wants to see a psychiatrist that's right because listen that miracles I believe in miracles and that was one mighty miracle tonight. Hallelujah. Two mighty miracles tonight. How God brought them the same way. And that's the Spirit of God. And that was bringing them, in, them into oneness by the Spirit. Not sameness, but oneness. And listen, the Spirit of God wants us to be ourselves. And yet at the same time, in such a beautiful harmony and report that we abide in the vine. If ye abide in me and I in you, ye shall ask anything in my name. Lots of people are asking lots of things in his name, but they're not abiding. The secret is in the abiding life. And when we come into that place where we abide, we begin to ask according to the will of God, and we ask not amiss. Listen, in our carnal thinking, which is, en which is an enmity with God, how often we say, if I had the gift of healings, boy, stand by the hospitals. I would go to the hospitals and beat people. Jesus never did it. Jesus could go down to the pool of Bethesda where a whole host of impotent people lay and he picks up one man, just one. He could have said, Come, eh, Lord, God, Father, heal them all. And they would all have been healed. But he didn't. He just picked the one. You see, because this guy was tired of this looking at the waters. And he turned around and looked at Jesus. Hallelujah. He'd been there for a lot of years. But most people are looking to the waters tonight. But we're not looking to the waters. We're looking to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you begin to look at Jesus, Jesus makes you yourself. 
He doesn't want to make you me. He wants to make you you. And when you begin to become yourself in God, the expression, listen, listen, maybe you're standing there like that and, and you're resisting and you're waiting for something to happen. You know, I, I find a lot of people are waiting for a cold hammer to hit them in the head and then a, a, a cold and hot chill going up and down their spine. And it sometimes does happen like that. You do get them like, like that. And then something to give them their head a twist this way and that way and then, and then and they feel that they begin to get it listen yield 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 to the spirit and if you learn the principle of surrender you begin to be come into that place where the spirit of god begins to breathe upon you and the spirit of god begins to move and shape you hallelujah oh hallelujah it, it, it does my heart good when i begin to see the people surrendering to the spirit of god surrendering to the will of god surrendering to the move of the spirit and they begin to get shaped up and they begin to move and weave and wend and everyone's different listen Listen, look, folks, I've spoken a plenty about it tonight. Let's do it. The Word of God is a... Listen, the Word of God are the Word, the Logos, the Verb, and the Verb is a doing word. The Verb is a doing word. We've taught that in school. And the, the, the Word, the Logos, is all the same thing. The Logos is the same word which we use for the Word or the Verb. The Verb is the doing word. Let's do it. Tell about the prison, brother, where you went. He wrote me a letter, it thrilled my soul in here in America. I was set to warden all of them dancing, jailers as well. Oh, hallelujah. Just tell you what happened. God has opened up the way for us to go to prison as, as often as we like. Uh, we just can't go every week, but we try to go to prison maybe once a, once a month at least. And many of these uh, girls, they're, uh, more, many of them have been in dope. It's a, a woman's prison. I wouldn't go to the men's prison. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone said to me in America, brother, you don't feel the call for Ireland. I says, no. <laughs> but we, were, we, we had the opportunity of going to this prison. And we didn't go with a, a program. We got glory people to go. And we went to prison with a glory team and glory people and we set the seats out in a circle set the seats out in a circle and we sat practically if we possibly could in between there was a prisoner and then a, a glory person and a prisoner and then a person a prisoner a glory person and so forth right round in this huge circle and the spirit of God began to breathe and you know folks it's mighty, it's wonderful what God has done. We've seen so many of them, so many of them just get liberated. And we don't have to preach salvation to them. They begin to break down under the influence of the Spirit of God as the blessing of God begins to move. One little girl, and we, see, they told us that religious people used to come and have their services and they would stand on the platform and keep you, you're the social outcasts. And uh, of course, we're the religious folks and we're here to change your ways. I used to tell the folks, the only difference between you and us is you've been found out we haven't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> well, it's true. 
Listen, in God's judgment, it's all the same. It's all the same. And uh, the Spirit of God would begin to breathe and brood upon them. And it wasn't long before they were breaking down and beginning to rejoice in the praises of God. And there would be weeping and there would be singing. I remember one girl, and she began, it was, what a voice. She was a, she was a colored girl, and what a singer. And, you know, we used to get into, into blessed, and we came out more blessed. Here was a, here was a girl... And she was in for murder. She was on a murder rap. And she would sing with such anointing that we would come up with the chills going up and down our backs. And we'd be saying, my goodness, we've got a greater blessing from that girl in prison tonight than we've had with many a refined singer up in some church someplace. Now you see, the ways of God are not the ways of man. Religious people say, oh, that couldn't be. Well... If it can't be to you, I'd just, just let it be like that. But it happened to us. And we've seen them coming down and stand to sing. We'd ask him to sing. Come on and join with us and sing. I remember one girl, she said, can I sing my, my mother's favorite song? And of course, come on, dear. And she would stand up to sing my, her mother's favorite song, which was, uh, uh, How Great Thou Art. And she got through the first verse and halfway through the chorus then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art and she began to break down and cry and weep and the tears were flown and she's saying and she says oh i'm sorry i can't go on she said that was my mother's favorite song and there she got right with god and got beautifully blessed and saved just like that and you know the warder the warder, there's quite a few warders, and they're behind us. And when we begin to rejoice, they get up and rejoice with us. And they sing with us, and they get real happy. You know, the chief warder told me, she said, you know, she said, you get more out to your service, which is not, which is a, 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 a Friday night service, which isn't a regulation than they do in the Sunday morning, which is regulation. Sunday morning, they get five or six out and we get the whole place packed up in a, a Friday night and they're all out shouting and hooping and hollering and they're dancing with us and and and, and, and you, you know you some of them some of them might come in first of all and they'll be smoking their cigarette right into the meeting but it isn't long before the spirit of the Lord you don't need to say hey put it out the spirit of the Lord does it you see religious folk oh you can't do that here let God do it Amen. Let God do it. And when God begins to work, you see the most marvelous things happening. When God begins to work, we were, I was telling some of the brethren today, this, this really thrilled my soul. We, went into the, we were asked down to this Methodist man's home. And uh, he said, I want you to have a house meeting with us. And uh, there were Methodists, most of them young people between the ages of 18 and 25. And there were a group of 40. And... Uh, they were all hungry for God. They could sing and they could shout, but they were hungry for God and they weren't filled with the Spirit. And so we went down. There were Episcopalians, Lutherans, uh, Baptists, uh, Presbyterians, and Methodists. No Pentecostals. But they were all hungry for God. And just after two songs, I said, are you all hungry for God? Well, listen, God will bless you tonight. And we were going around and we were praying for them. And they were getting filled up with the Holy Ghost and beginning to magnify Jesus and speak in other tongues. Just like that. Now the man said, oh, you must come back next week. Okay, we'll come back next week. And uh, we went back next week. We couldn't get into the house. 
Now, just over the way, there was a, uh, an Episcopalian church, and the man had already made uh, a reservation on the hall that we could get in if there were too many people. And when we went, went down, there were 200 people trying to get into his house. And 120 at least were young folks, teenagers, and they were just raring to go. And you know, just as Arthur, blessed with some of these boys, would say, Give us a J! Give us a E! Give us a S! Give us a U! Give us a S! What have you got? G! Oh, the kids would get high and this and they'd get exuberant and excited and, and the Lord says no he says don't tell them what it is just tell them if they're hungry and thirsty that I'll meet their need and the minister we sung a few and we rejoiced and then I ministered a little bit on, on uh, uh, if any man thirst let him come unto me I said are you thirsty tonight and I the Spirit of God kept emphasizing unto them, are you thirsty tonight well God wants to put a big well in you you know listen I don't like to see people get the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they go, Papa, 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 da 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 Papa. You know, I like people to get a gusher. Listen, Jesus said it should be a well of living water. No, Papa, Papa, da da da. And I said, Listen, my God isn't dried up any one whit. He's gushing as much tonight as he ever was. And God wants to give that gusher, folks. If you're down here looking for a gusher, well, God's still in the gushing business. Amen. I said, listen, I said this to the American people. I said, you American people have come over to my countryside over in Scotland and you're despoiling it with your big, big machinery and your big oil rigs and you're digging for, you're digging for oil. Now I said, you Americans know this, that as you're digging there, that if a little spout of oil comes up and it fills one BP can, you're not going to be happy. You're digging down there because you're looking for a gusher. Well, I says, God has sent me to your country to dig for gushers. Hallelujah. 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 And whereas in the natural, they're spoiling our countryside, we're spoiling their churches. And if you want a gusher tonight, God will give you a gusher. And this is what I ministered to the young people. I said, if you want a gusher, God's going to give you a gusher. And you know, give him a gusher. Never upsets me. Hallelujah. 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 And you know, when the peel was given out, the young people came rushing out. Rushing out. And the first boy... The first boy we laid, we've said, we laid hands on him in the name of Jesus to receive a gusher. And I said, lift your hands and bring it in. And he lifted his hands. And I said, breathe it in. Breathe it in deep. Feel it going right up the soles of your feet. And you start. And you know, it started a whole a chain reaction. And they were coming out. I was praying for them myself and first of all you'd say I would say to them what do you want well I want to get saved and they were getting saved filled with the Holy Ghost talking in tongues and gushers not a tad a papa <laughs> one woman 
One woman I prayed for, she started Abbasadevji. Abbasadevji. Well, I said, we know the language, honey. I said, we know the alphabet. Abbasadevji. Abbasadevji. I said, honey, we know the alphabet. I'm sure, sure you understand it, we understand it. Now let's get the gosha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get the gushers going. You know, sometimes you pray for the, for the Lord to turn them on, and after you've got them turned on, you say, Lord, turn them on. Turn them on, Lord. Amen. I'm always ready for it. I can sit down anytime. Well, anyway, the Spirit of God was coming upon them, and they were again saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, slain in the Spirit in two minutes fast, flat. And I would say, Lord, you, this is marvelous. We, it took us... It took us 10 years after salvation to come to the thought of water baptism, then another five maybe for the thought of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and, and most of the folks, well, they haven't even entertained the thought of the glory. 20, 20, 20 years it's taken some folks, and then they're ready for glory, they're ready for heaven. But God can do a, a quick work, and this is what he's doing in the last day. everyone didn't have a catcher for him and down he went talking in tongues glory be to God and this is what's happening folks listen it's breaking out it's breaking out all over I was telling some of the folks Billy Graham down in the cotton ball arena in Dallas Texas just a few weeks ago maybe about five weeks ago had a hundred thousand now listen a hundred thousand young people not ten thousand not twenty thousand 
but a hundred thousand young people and the cotton ball was packed to capacity with these young kids and they were practically all in bare feet with a pair of jeans on and a t-shirt with all the badges concerning Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is coming soon, one way in Jesus and any little place they could have a, a, a spot for a sign, it was on, it was on there. And these kids, they were, they were howling in the name of Jesus, just howling. And you would think of a hundred thousand voices crying from the top of their voice, Jesus! Jesus! Just think of it. A hundred thousand voices. And Billy Graham, come on, and this is what Billy Graham said. He said, you know, he said, this isn't man-made. He said, if this had been 10, 15 years ago, he said, we would have had a campaign here. It would have been filled and everything would have been going, going according to a certain pattern, a certain order. But he says, no man can contain this. He said, there is no man behind this. He says, this is God. Praise God, Billy Graham was big enough and is big enough to see these things. You see what's happening? God, you know what I, I told some of the folks this year when I was in the States, I was so blessed with God, so blessed with God. I, I felt, I, I used to tell the people, I just feel like that I'm in a big chariot with God. For years, men have been trying it, and men have been doing it, and this year, God has just said, now listen, get out of my way. And we're going down this big chariot in the highway, and God says, watch this one, beam, watch this one, beam, everything's coming, and I, I'm just, I'm just right Someone once said to me, what's the hardest work you get in your meetings? What's the hardest work you get in your meetings? Uh, is, is it hard to get the people up into that place? Listen, I said, the hardest work that I get in my meeting is the work of trying to keep natural-minded men who think they've got it from laying their hands on the Holy Ghost. And that's the thing we have to watch for. It's not the whole, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of dirty diapers or dirty nappies because of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells me where no oxen are, the crib is clean. And I'm willing to go up with the towel and wipe up the mess afterwards. I'm afraid that we don't have any dirty nappies. And the Holy Ghost is all, when there's the move of the Holy Ghost, things is always going to be happening. And there'll sometimes be a little bit of mess. Well, but hallelujah, I'd rather have the mess to clean up afterwards than death. Hallelujah. And this is God's day, folks. And you can get into the swim of it. You can get into the move of it. You can get into this tremendous outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Or you could be one of those who's going to perish, whose carcass will perish in the wilderness with their stinking religion. Because that's all what it is. Listen, God couldn't get the old folks. God tried to work through the Pentecostals. And I can speak because I was a Pentecostal. Still, I'm a Pentecostal in that sense. But was 20 years a member of one Pentecostal church. But God couldn't move through them because they eliminated God and they said, we've got it all. We're the final revelation. We're the last word. And listen, when God comes to people like that, he can't move. And so he says, oh, I'll show the Pentecostals something or two. So he pinged the Presbyterians. <laughs> and he pinged the Methodists. And he pinged the Baptists. And he's pinging the Catholics. <laughs> That's what God's doing. Hallelujah. Every place. And the, and, and, the, 
and, and, the, and the Pentecostals are entrenching themselves further in the reservation and saying, we are it, we are it, we're the last word. And listen, listen, lots of people get their little lines crossed concerning Ishmael. Listen, Ishmael, Ishmael, God said to Ishmael, Ishmael isn't those in the world. Ishmael is in the church. And God said, listen, and this is the love of God. He said, he said to Hagar, he said, I will give the, I will give the lad to drink and give thee to drink. And God gave Ishmael water to drink. He dug him a well. And he also said, I will make of thee a large nation. And they boast in the largeness of the nations. Ishmael today boasts in the largeness of the company. You know, we used to be like this because we come up through it. We had a tremendous meeting last night. There were 120 in. It wasn't so good last night. We'd only 85. You see, the thought governed by the largeness of the earth. And I will make Ishmael a large nation. And God gives him water to drink. But he's not the child of the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He hasn't got the laughter. Ha, ha, ha. Joy, merriment hasn't got these, not the eyes, the child of the promise. Hallelujah. Listen, folks, where are you tonight? Where are you? What company do you sit under? Are you Ishmael or are you Isaac? Are you getting into this, this place where the Spirit of God takes full control and you're not interested in your denomination, as Elizabeth said? Listen, headquarters is in heaven. <laughs> Listen, if it's up in London, London's not going to heaven. <laughs> if it's up in Scotland, Scotland's not going to heaven. So if we have our headquarters in heaven, hallelujah.
Father, such a wonderful blessing. Keep us filled with the Spirit, we pray, Heavenly Father. And we say that throughout this week here at Dutchwater Nays, that many will come to know Thee as their own personal Saviour. Oh God, we pray this will be a glory convention when souls are saved and men and women are set free in the name of Jesus. And mighty signs and wonders are done in that name. Father, we give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. <laughs>